What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Fight Inside Podcast. My name is Ring Cruz, also known as Ring Side Rain. I'm the cage announcer for Up Next Fighting. Along with Timmy B, we are going to talk with one of the legendary voices in combat sports. We will also discuss Mark Zuckerberg versus Elon Musk. Also, Tyson Fury versus Francis Ngannou and many more. So what are we waiting for? Tim, hit it! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Fight Insight Podcast. Our guest today is a living legend in the world of MMA. If you are a fight fan at all, then you know this man's voice. Doing play-by-play for Jiu-Jitsu Overtime, Icon Fighting, Federation, CJJ Worlds, Island Fights, Quintet Ultra, and most notably for me, he was uh, the longtime voice and where I really became a huge fan of his at Invicta Fighting Championships. He can also be heard currently hosting extra rounds on UFC Fight Pass. Be sure to check that out. Everybody, please welcome to the podcast, TJ DeSantis. Wow. That's I've never had that kind of intro in my life before. That's pretty amazing. You deserve it of all people yeah. in the world, TJ. Well, I mean, I appreciate you use the word living legend. Uh, unfortunately, in my brain, that just sounds like he's old. Uh, another nice way of saying that. But uh, no, it's true. I've been around for uh, a minute. My first MMA podcast started in May of 2004. And uh, that's what, 19 years ago? So, geez. Wow. That's that's before podcasts were even around. So how did that Well, work? I mean, that's the thing. Podcast to me is kind of a dirty word. So I, I started an FM radio. And when I heard the term podcast... I'd already done like uh, 80 episodes of my uh, internet radio show at the uh, time. And someone's like, you need to get the show on podcast. And I'm like, what the hell does that mean? And, uh, you know, slowly but surely podcast has become like the preferred vernacular. But uh, honestly, I, the, the FM radio guy in me hears podcast and I'm like, okay, so you went to Best Buy and you bought a microphone. Yeah. Good for you. That's great. Thank but you, no, DJ. it's a, you know, what, what are you going to do? I mean, the, the, the cream rises to the top, right? So the bit barrier for entry is low. Uh, we can all do it. And, uh, you know, the, the best will reign supreme. There were several shots taken at me there, TJ, but, uh, I dodged no, both of them. No, I feel pretty I, good. I mean, are this you in your mom's basement? No, no. This is my own house, TJ. This Look at that. See, coming See? up in the world, you know, yeah. like, dude, I don't know. My, my, like literally, like I went from an FM radio station. Uh, in Minneapolis, I was the youngest DJ in the country in a major market, and I quit that to work for SureDog.com full time. And uh, I moved from an FM studio to my parents' garage, and uh, I was making more money that way. Which doesn't yeah. sound like that would be uh, an honest fact, but uh, it's true. And and now, like, uh, do people even listen to the? Ra- Does the FM radio still exist? I'm not even sure. Uh, goodness knows. I hope that all the fans, viewers, and listeners of this podcast only listen to this podcast on repeat, TJ. 127 episodes deep. I mean, they've got plenty of backlog to, to go through, right? So, uh, yeah, no, we're here, man. And Ringside Green just started joining me. So I'm really happy to have her. She was a guest just a few episodes ago, like I was mm-hmm. telling you. Uh, I've been following her career forever. She was announcing, she announced that WWF SummerSlam, WWE SummerSlam, sorry. And uh, yeah, get the out, dude, that's like 20 years ago. Hey, that that's my that's my era, man. So I, to me, that's it. I don't, oh, know. don't even get me started on that. I produce a wrestling podcast called The Lapsed Fan. I don't know if you know anything about that, but the average episode uh, is between six and eight hours. 
Okay, good, oh, good. Wow. <laughs> All right, yeah. next time I travel cross country, I'll boot up an episode. TJ, uh, you are, man, like I'm saying, I'm, it's a, I'm a huge fan of yours. Thank you so much for doing this. Uh, you, you have been the voice of Invicta for as long as I know. I was surprised to realize over the last few, I thought maybe TJ is just kind of, you know, on vacation or something, but you are no longer with Invicta. And uh, yeah, no, um, I left in, in January of 2022. Uh, to this date, I will still say that getting the opportunity in Invicta was the uh, biggest break, if you will, of my uh, career. Uh, I love Invicta very, very much. I pay attention to all their fight cards. Um, you know, the, the run that I had from uh, 2015 until 2022, some of the best times I've ever had in mixed martial arts. And, uh, you know, I uh, will never, ever say anything uh, negative or, or bad about Shane and Knapp because there's nothing to say uh, negative uh, or bad about Shane and Knapp. And, uh, you know, I, I miss that team a lot. And uh, unfortunately, I had to move on because my schedule was, was just insane uh, doing the stuff that I'm doing with Fight Pass. But, uh, man, yeah, the, the, some of the most fun I've ever had in my career was with Invicta. Man, your voice was synonymous with Invicta. Like, and it made that show that it just elevated that show. I felt like you had a real unique voice. I love that it was you. I love Joe Martinez in the ring, who's been a, a, a guest of this podcast as well. And just so you know, TJ, when I told Joe Martinez that you were coming on, he says, that dude is the best. He says he is one of the best in the business. He had nothing but high praise for you. He did tell me that you wear uh, Adidas shoes with suits. And he also said uh, that... Uh, I, that you're an Iowa football loyalist, even after the Buckeyes reign supreme. Yeah, so I, I married a Hawkeye, so I don't have a choice in the matter. I have to <laughs> cheer on for Iowa. Um, and I don't wear Adidas shoes with suits. I wear Adidas shoes with everything. That's uh, oh, all I wear. Well uh, Superstar, <laughs> shell toes. Um, they're comfortable. They look great. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I don't know, whatever. Like, no, no one is ever going to pay attention to me for my fashion sense. Uh, so why even bother trying? No, man. No, it's hey, you've got you've got the glasses, which is a unique look that developed later in your career. But the, with the glasses, I felt that added a, a stigmatism developed later in my career. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, all three of us are dealing with eye issues. Um, but I do want to say, you know, you have such a unique voice. And I feel that that really is so important for organizations to have a unique voice. Uh, Rain, my wife, when she heard your voice, when she heard your announcing, she said, she goes, oh, Rain sounds so different than the normal uh, announcer. Because a lot of announcers, they just copy the Bruce Buffer style. You know what I mean? But Rain, being female as well, but you have a unique voice. And those are the things that to me really stand out. TJ, I wanted to ask you, how important is it that an announcer for an organization have a unique voice? I mean, it's a fine line. I think it definitely is a plus. But like, so as I mentioned, I come from FM radio. And, uh, you know, when I, when I first got on the air uh, when I was 16, their biggest advice was don't sound pukey. And if you don't know what that means, like, let me explain it to you. Like, if you're an on-air guy with a radio voice, generally you sound like this. You're about to throw up. Don't be that guy. Um, and, you know, I, I think that... I don't think my voice on the air is too much different than my conversational voice. Like I'm talking to you guys now, but I, I have been very conscious of trying to get excited and convey exciting moments without it sounding forced or canned. And uh, I'm not going to say that it's, it's 100% authentic because you know, when you're on the air and you're trying to tell a story, you, you have to give it a little extra than you would if you were hanging out with your friends in the living room. Cause 
you know, when I uh, when, when I call fights, obviously I say many things with lots of words. Uh, when I am sitting in my living room, I'm like, oh crap, oh my goodness, oh crap. <laughs> you know, so it, 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 it's definitely a conscious effort, but um, it's not one in the sense that like I feel like my voice is 100% different from who I am generally speaking. It's just, uh, yeah, you gotta, I mean, luckily, uh, I don't sound terrible. I mean, if I was, uh, uh, shrill when I, uh, started screaming or getting excited, I probably wouldn't have a job. So uh, I got that going for me, but, uh, conscious effort a, a little bit, but not really at the same time, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Rain? You like this guy's voice? You like the Yeah, like the I do. I remember when you uh, sent me his YouTube link, I was like, oh, my God. I told my husband, too, like, listen to this guy. Like, I love his voice. <laughs> and I actually, you know, was very curious. Was there, like, a point where in you kind of, like, when you were starting, or even now, do you listen to yourself and be like, okay, maybe I should sound this way, or, you know, maybe I should have said it kind of like this way, more energetic? I mean, uh, so I obsess over things like uh, I really like alliteration. Um, so when I was calling Felicia Spencer's fights in Invicta, uh, I remember she fought Pam Sorensen. And I said it was a fun featherweight fight between the flawless and phenomenal Floridian Felicia Spencer and Pam Sorensen. So I like to do things like that. Um, if, if Like with Invicta, I would say it's a strawweight scrap, uh, bandweight bout, featherweight fight. Uh, flyweight fight, etc. So I, I would have fun with, with things like that. Um, but uh, for the most part, I, I think as far as you know, changing my voice or trying to pay attention to anything, one was just you know learning how to throttle up and down the excitement because you don't ever want to just become screaming and yelling at someone, right? Like uh, when I when I get really excited and scream, uh, it's weird. I, I hear my dad in my head screaming at me because I like didn't put my bike away or something. You know what I mean? So uh, I try not to get to that point. But uh, yeah, I would say I probably called maybe thirty fights before I ever got to Invicta, and I think the first time I ever felt like I understood my own voice and could control it uh, was when I called a cyborg fight and she fought Charmaine Tweet. And uh, that was like, okay, I got to do more of that. That's uh, sort of unbridled yet controlled enthusiasm and excitement. And, uh, you know, you don't want to distort the microphone, uh, but you also don't want to be like, oh, there's a knockout. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, that sounded good. I'll, I'll cut that and play that over some clips, TJ. Right. Exactly. Um, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at the same time, you don't want to be super canned either. Do you know what I no, mean? No, no, like, no, no. no offense to Mike Goldberg. I think Mike Goldberg, honestly, in my opinion, is the greatest play-by-play announcer in the history of mixed martial arts. But towards the end of his UFC run, it, it did sort of go, oh, hit the button. It is all over. Just like that. And it's like, it wasn't just like that, man. It happened in four minutes of the fourth round. Like. But you want, but you wonder how, but you wonder if that was perhaps pushed on by the promotion. Like, I wonder sure. if the promotion says, Hey, you got to do that, which leads me to one of the questions that uh, people had written in asking. And obviously, you don't have to say who or, or what, and it might have been you or it might have been someone else that you know. Has a promotion ever told you, Hey, look, this fight is coming up. We need you to push this guy. Never, never have. But um, TJ, but TJ. You hear that in UFC fights and stuff like that, right? There's a lot of time where the, the internet is like, sure. you can hear the commentators 
saying, oh, what a punch, what a punch, every time that guy punches and he's not even landing. The internet is a buzz with thinking that there's bias in that stuff. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think that that bias is, is all that uh, directed, if you will. I think that I've called fights and seen fights a certain way um you know where it wasn't necessarily the way that people saw at home and it wasn't because someone told me to uh there are a lot of things that go like for example brandon moreno and uh alshandre pantoja i I scored that about 48 47 for pantoja barely giving pantoja the fifth round in my opinion uh just because of the back take but i haven't gone back and watched it but i will tell you i was shocked to see most people had a scorecard of 49 46 for the brazilian but in the building uh, there were a lot of Brandon Moreno fans, and uh, I think that right. the atmosphere and energy will push you into a direction that is not always necessarily the truth. And, um, you know, again, no one has ever said be over complimentary to this person. No one's ever said anything to me other than call the fight the way that you see it. Um, and I do think that there are a lot of times people get on commentators. Uh, maybe not unfairly because if it's egregious, it's egregious, but I don't think that it's ever, uh, an honest decision where they're going like, yeah, I'm just going to say this because I need to manifest this. Like I'm Israel Adesanya. Yeah. Yeah. We had that a was long an talk. Come on. He manifested this. We, Come on. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm pausing because we had a long talk about that on our last podcast about the Adesanya thing. And I'm still buzzing from it. I'm still posting stories about it. people are still going crazy about it. I go on that forever, TJ. But, right, uh, but uh, um, another question that came in was, did you, <laughs> this is a funny one. Did you think, do you think it's weird when after an announcer has left an organization that the organization continues to use that announcer's calls in like promo reels and no 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 absolutely not because i mean what are you gonna do you're gonna have someone fake that call for that fight ending no 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 uh, no but pick another no pick another fight the guy like we're talking like when it's champions they've had plenty of fights plenty of other commentators but they sure i'm gonna i'm gonna call it i'm gonna call it out tj one one fc continues to use michael chavello's voice Mm -hmm. who it who is you know, right up there with you, my friend, in terms of like a great calling voice. One FC has, uh, we don't, nobody knows the story of what happened with Michael Chavello, but he's no longer with one FC, but in every promo they're using his voice. So uh, my question is, are they using his voice in generic terms or are they using his voice on fight ending sequences because they're promoting a guy who he called? Good night, Irene. Yeah. Okay. So over and over, but, well, so he, here's the thing, like in, in getting back to the Mike Goldberg comment where I said it's all over just like that. There's a fine line between, uh, you know, continuity and uh, a crutch. And I feel sometimes commentators lean on on crutches uh, rather than, you know, hitting sort of a, a tagline repeatedly because they know people like it. If they're using Goodnight Irene um, and it's not uh, tied to a certain fight that they're uh, promoting like uh, let me think of one for example like uh, hmm, what's a good call I, I can't even think one off the top of my head can you think of a good call what's John Anik said lately uh, so and so does it again or not, uh, uh, not cut no, that's not the cloth from which he is cut yeah, yeah but no no but what I'm saying is like do you remember a fight uh, an individual fight with someone um, that like that call is synonymous with that fight Oh like, no no like, no! Oh right no, because he says it because he says it all the time. Right right. So uh, Julie Kedzie and I called uh, that aforementioned uh, Chris Cyborg and Charmaine tweet fight, 
And Julie said, well, that was terrifying. Now, if you're going to use, well, that was terrifying. It needs to be because you're showing a clip of that fight. Yes. If you're just showing a highlight of uh, anybody and you say that was terrifying. Well, why are you grabbing that line from a fight that has nothing to do with the person that you're trying to promote? That would be poor days. Like uh, if, if Bruce Buffer left the UFC and they still used its time repeatedly, because that's not tied to anything other than a main event, that's in poor taste. Um, yeah, yeah, okay. But yeah, yeah. hopefully I'm making sense. No, no, you are, you are. And I do want to also give a shout out to Shannon Knapp, uh, because TJ, like you said, I just wanted to, I, I wanted to double back on that. Every single female fighter that we've had that it has had any part to do with Invicta has always said nothing but the greatest stuff about Shannon and Invicta and about Shannon. that organization. Shannon would probably be better suited business wise if she wasn't such a great person. You know what I mean? Like, think about that. Like in business, she will go against what is the better decision for her company and her brand to let someone go to the UFC. And, um, right, right. you know, that, that's something that is, is really hard to find in, in combat sports, especially, uh, it is, uh, a sport where, look, you sign a contract, you're exclusive 99% of the time. Uh, you're going to be uh, fighting that contract out to the letter of the law. But uh, Shannon is, is someone who wants to make people's dreams come true and, and right. be, uh, you know, Shannon always said this to me long before I ever left Invicta, but uh, she said, you know, no matter what, I want people to, to come here, do their best, have fun. But when they, uh, you know, leave to pay it forward. And uh, I think that is something that, you know, the world would be a much better place if we all, paid it forward and uh you know that's why uh, again what like i would get an invicta tattoo i don't have a tattoo on my body right now i would get the the phoenix and the star on my body if uh, if if i had to get a tattoo yeah rain how many tattoos do you have uh none so far oh, <laughs> i used to have full tattoos of no, a little kitty but <laughs> see like my, my father had sleeves like full sleeves so like me getting a tattoo is conforming to my parents so like i'm very much a rebel by not getting any tattoos yeah yeah i think we've only had maybe one fighter that has no tattoos on and that was the monkey king jordan levitt uh he has no tattoos and we said hey you're setting a ufc record here by maintaining no tattoo because it was I mean, you know, I, I just don't like anything enough generally to put it on my body forever. You know what I mean? And like, I, no offense to like my wife and, and child. I just think the name <laughs> thing, the name thing is, is a little played out at this point. Yeah, cliche, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. So nothing but the Invicta logo, you mean? I mean, I, like, it's a cool I, logo. That is a cool logo. For uh, sure. And, and I would say amazing too. Like, it, 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 yeah. TJ, it's amazing that you say that because there was someone posting the other day and it was like, you know, some Instagram post or whatever. And it was showing all the different organizations belts and they were ranking the belts and which ones look the coolest. And I tweet and I message right away going, you're missing the Invicta belt. The Invicta right. belt yeah. stands out amongst all like by far. Yeah, right. I, I really like that belt. 100%. And um, so, so on the tattoo front, like my job, uh, I mean, I've been working 40 plus hours a week since I was 15 years old. My job has always been uh, sort of an identity for me. Um, so like if I were to get uh, a tattoo or any tattoo, it probably would be something uh, to like symbolize my journey through broadcasting. Mm. Oh, very, very cool. You know, That's you're weird. talking, you're talking to a four time Emmy award winner, by the way. <laughs> Dang. 
talking just, about are we talking to John Cena? <laughs> no, you Ray. Don't be don't don't be uh don't be modest. Uh, uh TJ, one of the questions I wanted to ask you was I found it weird when uh sometimes the announcers will start to get a little bit personal with the fighters in terms of their grudges with them. And most recently, and again, we're not talking badly about anyone, but in one case where John Anik kind of commented quite a bit about Colby Covington uh, and they seem to have like a bit of a personal thing or he was kind of commenting on him. And I thought, I don't know. And again, I'm asking you like, would organizations be uh, disapproving of that? Like where their commentators start to have a personal issue with fighters. I mean, uh I, I don't know in regards to what you're you're referring to what John said about Colby. Um I know that there are a lot of things to say about Colby that Colby yeah, might yeah. not like that are one hundred percent the truth. Uh sure. at the same time. Um you know, like I, I I try to be as neutral as possible. Uh I don't recall a time where I've ever heard John say anything in particular that I thought was um opinionated. Like really to me, the the play by play guy is really supposed to be, in, in my opinion, void of opinion. Uh, they're supposed to basically say, say so like, let, let me give you the example. I, I've, I've given this a lot, and I, I firmly believe that I, I have sort of a unique uh, outlook on play-by-play voices in, in combat sports and sports as a whole. Uh, a lot of play-by-play guys tend to want to be part of the spotlight and be part of the moment. My opinion is, is when I am uh, calling fights, I, I look at it as like a sightseeing tour. Uh, I'm the bus driver. My color commentator is the tour guide. Uh, they're going to be the ones that tell you really everything that you need to know, the, the insightful things. Like if we were driving down uh, you know, Hollywood Boulevard and uh, I was a bus driver, I would give a nod to the tour guide to go, look, there's a Hollywood sign. And they would go, ladies and gentlemen, it's a Hollywood sign. It originally said Hollywood land. It was built in 19 something or other. Um, I've given this analogy a lot. I've never actually looked at when the Hollywood sign is built. I need to. <laughs> this should actually be really educational. But uh, my point is this, is uh, if I have knowledge or if I have an opinion uh, about anything going on in a fight, I will use that knowledge and opinion to ask a question to my color commentator to deliver that information uh, in a more educated way. Because, I mean, they're, I mean, unless you're Joe Rogan, uh, all the color commentators in the UFC uh, are former fighters. And um, I, I feel like they're the ones that should be giving you the technical advice. I may know that someone needs to get out of the half guard if they're going to finish this arm triangle. But instead of saying they need to get out of this half guard to finish the arm triangle, I'm going to say, oh, still caught in that half guard, Julie. What do they need to do to finish this? Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, right. Excellent. You know what I mean? And that's what, um, makes you, and that's what makes you the consummate professional, TJ. Working with Julie Kedzie, I always loved you guys. I always loved your dynamic. I loved that it was a male and a female. I like that. Um, do you think that that added to the success of Invicta, that there was the, the male and female on that, on that desk? Sure. Yeah. I mean, Julie's a, oh, she hates this word. And if she ever watches this, she's going to call me and tell me. Oh, to she's stop watching it. for sure. TJ. She's the pioneer. You know what I mean? She hates that word. Uh, and I understand why. Um, a lot of pioneers uh, generally look at pioneers of anything and say, "Oh, they weren't as good as the people that followed them." Uh, I don't think that's the case. I think Julie was was a phenomenal fighter uh, for more reasons than just being one of the first to do what she did. 
uh, you know, and, and she, she's a unique, uh, person, uh, on the mic, off the mic. I love Julie, uh, so very much. I miss working with her tremendously. Uh, we had a dynamic, you know what I mean? I remember, uh, see, I, I like to do subtle things that no one understands or even really, uh, gets unless they're really paying attention. Uh, I remember Julie one time said a word, I, I think it was ebullient. And I don't know what that means, but I, I asked her what it meant. And are you going to get a dictionary right now? I don't know where you're going. Um, <laughs> I asked her what it meant and she told me. And then two fights later, uh, I made sure to use ebullient in a sentence. So if you were paying attention, you're like, oh, look at that. He didn't even know what that word was. And two fights later, he's using it. Look at this guy. Um, but yeah, like, again, Invicta does so many things and has done so many things whether on purpose or by accident, it, it really doesn't matter. I mean, I can't tell you how many times when I was there, people were like, this this upcoming fight card doesn't have anybody. The UFC just took all the Invicta talent. Uh, why, why should I pay attention? And then you watch the fight card and it's like, oh, crap, that was like event of the year. You had a whole, a whole yeah. bunch of fights that were uh, amazing and, and phenomenal. And, and that's one thing that I think is true, whether it's, you know, uh, Invicta, LFA, CFFC, uh, any fight card on any given night, it doesn't need to have the A-list combat sport personalities that you know. When two grown adults get into a cage and decide to fight, mayhem and carnage can happen. And that's why it's the greatest sport in the world. Yeah, damn right. Rain is entering the world of MMA and Rain, that's what you're going to see. Right. Rain, yeah. rain, rain announces the amateur events at UNF. No better place to where that that is evident, TJ, because it's the amateurs that you do not know. They're up and coming up next yeah. fighting. Boom. And then they put on incredible performances. So, yeah. You know, I hate to say this, too, uh, but like growing up in the Midwest, I would go to uh, local fights all the time. And a lot of times the less skilled fighters would matched up correctly had the best fights. And what I mean by that is like, we, if you took two 170 pound wrestlers from the state of Minnesota who were state qualifier wrestlers and didn't really know how to kickbox, you were going to get the best kickboxing match you could hope for because neither of them could take each other down and they were forced to stand in, in front of each other and trade and sloppy fights tend to be exciting fights. Like let's not, pretend that you know bonner and griffin was this uh amazing technical, technical uh, showcase it wasn't it was sloppy and grimy and that's what we all loved because they were both going for it and at the end of the day two athletes that refuse to quit and refuse to lose they're going to put on the best fights that's right and that's what we get to see. TJ, uh, I don't want to keep you too long. I know you said we could go six hours, but I won't keep you six hours. Um, comment on PFL buying Bellator as a man in the industry. If PFL buys Bellator, do you think that's a good thing for the industry? And the reason I'm talking about it is because I feel like then there's not twice as many places for people to go. There's not twice as many opportunities for commentators. There's not twice as many opportunities for announcers. Um, I mean, competition breeds success. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that I mean, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I haven't really looked at what that would mean for the sport as a whole. Um, I'm not completely sold on the, the league concept, uh, especially after what happened not long ago where the, the will to win uh, by two fighters was questioned. And I don't even know how that sh shook out. Uh, and they boot them out just so they can put in their uh, recent prospect. 
yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I don't under, really understand that. Um, I think Bellator has history. I think Bellator uh, would be an interesting purchase for anybody um, because you're, you're definitely changing the landscape. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really have an opinion on it. Uh, yeah. As far as you know, opportunities for announcers and things like that. Um, you know, th- there's really only one big show, two big shows, if you will, in the United States. Uh, I don't really care who I work for. I just want to work. Um, I would right. love to call the best fights in the world. Uh, you know, some of my career highlights are calling, uh, you know, top five ranked fighters in, in their weight classes. I got to do that in Invicta. Um, you know, I, I hope that my skills, uh, you know, bring me to where I'm, you know, valued and uh, I want to call the biggest fights that I, I can. And, uh, you know, but at the same time, um, I'm, I'm pretty good. If someone's paying me to call a match between those two 170 pound wrestlers who can't take each other down and just throw a really sloppy <laughs> kickboxing combo. That's right. Uh, Rain, before we let TJ go and I ask my last question, is there anything that you definitely wanted to ask? Um, I guess for me, you know, what stood out the most was when you said, you know, paying it about paying it forward. Right. Cause I've met, you know, when I was, I mean, I feel like I'm still starting out in the industry too. And I've reached out to a lot of announcers, uh, people who have been doing this for a long time. And some of them have been really kind to me, like Joe Martinez. I remember reaching out to him on LinkedIn and he responded to me and gave me some advice. And I always appreciated that because that's what, that's what led me basically to up next fighting. You know, he basically kind of told me, you know, Hey, Try looking up, you know, promoters online, send them your reel, blah, blah, blah. Um, so for you, like, are you, like, do you feel like sharing, like, who's, like, basically the Joe Martinez for you? Like, that person who basically kind of taught you, you know, ha- your steps in the industry and, um, you know, kind of, like, gave you that inspiration to pay it forward. There's so many things I want to say here. First off, you sound like a, a female Joe Martinez, which is a, a high compliment. I think Joe is is one of the cleanest uh, ring announcers there are. The way that, like he doesn't have a gimmick, you know what I mean? He is just a consummate professional, well dressed, and delivers names in just a engaging, clear, awesome way. Like uh, next to Bruce Buffer, there's no one better in my opinion than Joe Martinez. Um, that said, uh, I, I get asked a lot. How do, do I get to where you are, um, in, in terms of my career? And, and my honest answer is like, I don't know, get a flux capacitor and go back to 2002 and start when I did because it's really hard to break into. Um, but I, I will say this, uh, I'm a big, uh, goals person. Like I set goals and, and I actually created an acronym. This sounds really cheesy. I'm not trying to be like a motivational speaker here, but if you can follow along, uh, write down goals vertically. Uh, G stands for goals. O stands for opportunity, A stands for adjustment, L stands for love, and S stands for support. You have to set goals. You have to uh, you have to uh, create opportunity or find opportunity. Uh, sometimes you create it. Sometimes someone affords it to you. You have to adjust to make those opportunities work. You have to love what you're doing, and you have to find a support system to get you through tough times because this is a, a business that is going to test your uh, patience and, and dedication uh, over and over and over again until you stop. Um, as far as people giving me the opportunity, the O part of my uh, goals acronym, uh, there are four people I would say that I owe ev- everything to. One is Jeff Sherwood. He started SureDog.com. Um, he allowed me to start the SureDog Radio Network in 2005. Uh, I worked there for the better part of uh, 12 years. Uh, maybe he's calling now. Yeah. yeah. He is. <laughs> Ears were ringing. 
exactly. Uh, so Jeff, Jeff was phenomenal. Um, for, for me, I uh, won't surprise you. The other one is Shannon Knapp. Shannon gave me my first, uh, ever opportunity to call what I call a, a big time MMA show uh, on no notice, by the way. I was at Invicta FC 11's, uh, photo, uh, or weigh ins taking photos. And then I ended up calling the car 24 hours later, which is absolutely crazy. Um, and then, uh, Eddie Bravo gave me the opportunity to do the Eddie Bravo invitational. And then uh, Crowley Sullivan, who's my boss at, at UFC Fight Pass. And, you know, you have to figure out who gen- genuinely wants to, to work with you and give you opportunities. And, uh, you know, like I said, do, do the best you can. Hopefully you can pay it forward to someone else uh, along the way. And uh, going back to the, the L part of my acronym, love what you do, because this is a game that if you do not love it, you are not going to make it very far. I, I don't think anybody in the world ever starts fighting in combat sports because they think they're going to be a millionaire. I think they all start fighting because they love martial arts. They love what the, the sport represents and everything else is, is icing on top. And I honestly think that uh, pretty much every other job in the space uh, operates on that fundamental foundation of you love this and you want to do it. I love that. I, I- I feel That's bad asking. I feel bad asking any other questions, TJ. That is a mic drop moment, my friend. I love it. I love the. Don't I love the microphones. Do you know how expensive they are? Oh yeah, yeah. Right, I, I mean, I, I, we we gotta we gotta start a coalition to end the whole <laughs> mic drop movement. We're fragile. Yeah, yeah. Uh, TJ, I did want to ask you one last question before we let you go, and it's a question that we're asking all our guests. It's a question that my mother asked me all my life growing up. And I want to ask it to you, TJ DeSantis, on a scale of one to 10, how happy are you? Like in this moment or overall? However you want to take it, my friend. Uh, I will say I'm happy. I don't think you can quantify happiness. Um, I think uh, you, you go to bed at night, you lay your head on your pillow, you sort of rewind through your day. And if it was a good day, uh, generally more good days are going to end up in you being overall happy. Uh, I, I think that there is a, a misconception sometimes between happiness and complacency. Um, I, I, I never have what I want in life because the minute I have it, I change my mind and want something bigger and better and different. Um, so, uh, I'm happy. Um, am I satisfied? Absolutely not. I never will be. I love it. Great answer, TJ. Yeah, amazing. I love it. TJ, uh, this has been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast. I admit that I was very, very nervous to have someone of your expertise on the show. Uh, You're ridiculous. Sound. I messed up. I I, I stood up for a second, but I'm I'm nervous, TJ. I'm nervous. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. I started this whole podcast thing back in 2004 when it wasn't television. Like, why does right. everything have to be in television? <laughs> man, I, I just wanted a job where I didn't have to shave, so I got into radio. And now, <laughs> man, like I'm, I'm this close to putting makeup on as I turn 40. Yeah, there you go, TJ. Uh, TJ, before we let you go, is there anything else that you wanted to say to the fans, viewers, and listeners of the podcast? Uh, let's see here. Um, you check out Extra Rounds. It's a show I do for UFC Fight Pass. We got a lot of things going on. Uh, I'm actually the program director of Podcast Central, on UFC Fight Pass, which sounds way more important than it actually is, but we get a lot of offerings uh, behind the paywall uh, on UFC Fight Pass. Uh, I produce uh, It's Time with Bruce Buffer. That podcast has been going on since 2008. Uh, you can do the math on how many years that's been. It's been a lot. Um, what else? I uh, produce the Laps Fan Wrestling Podcast, which is basically an audiobook about uh, professional wrestling when it used to be better, because let's be honest, it used to be better, but every generation says that. The, 
the pro wrestling of everyone's childhood used to be the best. So, uh, but check out the lapsed fan. Um, I think that's it. Oh, combat jujitsu worlds. That's coming up here. I'm calling that, uh, on UFC fight pass on uh, July 30th. And then, uh, I'm also calling some boxing fights, uh, coming up here on July 22nd, which is next week, uh, in Chumash somewhere in near Santa Barbara here in Southern California. Uh, that's also on UFC fight pass. So, uh, follow me on Twitter at TJ DeSantis. Uh, I, I apparently have threads. I don't really know what that means, but that's at TJ DeSantis and something else. I don't know. Yeah, I got it scrolling down at the bottom as well. Uh, your Instagram as well is at TJ DeSantis. So people go follow TJ. You know who he is. You hear him all the time. Support his work. TJ, thank you so much for joining the podcast. I, I am very gracious of your time and your efforts here. Thank you so much. Keep doing what you do because you are one of the best, man. Thank you so much for joining the show. Thank you, sir. Thank, Thank you for you. having me. And uh, Rain, you, you're awesome. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you so yeah. much. <laughs> You'll see more of her, TJ, for sure. <laughs> I'll follow you. <laughs> Thank you. See you guys. Take care, TJ. See you. All right. There we go. Oh, my goodness. Such high praise for you, Rain. I feel oh. like uh, I can't wait till he sees you one day on UFC Fight Pass. And he's like, wait, I know that girl. She is you. <laughs> Right. So, yeah, no, he is really cool. I will say, uh, could you hear like air coming out of my microphone at all? The no. Could, you, could hear? you hear my dog for some reason? I didn't <laughs> just do this. I could, I, I could only hear him a little bit at one point. But OK, so you couldn't hear air coming through my mic? No. OK, good. Because the window was open because my cat wanted the window open. It was a whole thing. Uh, I do want to say thank you so much to TJ DeSantis. He Honestly, Rain, I know that you're kind of new to the MMA world, but him calling fights for me has always been such a pleasure. His voice is perfect. Like, and it's got to be different. I know, I, I know he didn't want to say anything bad about other people I know, but like there's other organizations where everybody kind of sounds the same. Mm-hmm. Or like he said, how he cares about the alliteration and stuff like that of his words and things like that. There's other people that just aren't polished. Yeah. And I get it. Not everyone's going to be polished, but he works at it. You know, and look at this guy. He's been around for like however many decades. Yeah. And he's still working at his craft. He's still putting in effort. And I love that because it shows, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think I, I've said this before on the podcast. I know there's a saying that says it's okay to not be okay. You know that saying? Yeah. I don't like that saying. My, <laughs> I, I feel like the saying is it's not okay to not be okay. It's not okay to accept that you're not okay right? Like keep striving, keep striving to be better. And that's what I love about TJ DeSantis. So I'm so happy that he came on this podcast, Rain. It's like, it's crazy to me that he did because like, he's I so love cool. listening to his voice. You know? I know. Yeah. <laughs> his, 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 voice his voice is amazing. His voice is amazing. I will give a quick shout out as well to Rageworks Podcast Network. Of course, we're on there. Uh, Friends of the Podcast Update. I do want to say Caitlin Katniss Neal. Rain, she is a fighter for the PFL she Ooh. just annu- she just announced today. Uh, now we're recording this a few weeks in advance, but she just announced today that she's going to be fighting at uh, Madison Square Garden for the PFL August 18th. So congratulations wow. to Caitlin Katniss. Congratulations! She's, yeah, she's the best. Range. She is so cool, and she's coming on the podcast uh, soon to talk about that fight coming up. I'm so happy for her because when we had her, she was just on the Ultimate Fighter reality show. Okay. And so she's gone on now to be part of the PFL. I'm so happy for her. Uh, and I did want to give a shout out. In the last few podcasts, maybe not when you when I've been talking to you, but I have been saying like I've been feeling like low energy. Like I just feel like kind of blah. 
that's why talking to people like you and TJ pumps me up because I'm like, oh, <laughs> here's these people that are kicking ass, you know, and I, I like that. Uh, but I have been feeling low energy. I just got an order and I wanted to show it. I'm going to put this on my Instagram, but I feel like people too, like they get into a blah. Anyways, uh, I just got this. So I don't know if you can see this here, this box. Can you see? It's called Ma Magic Mind. Magic Mind. And I matcha, just, got I love matcha. Yeah, I just got this. And look how cool this box is. Boom. My my 15 day supply. So this stuff, and you take one shot a day, haven't tried it yet. I will try it soon, but it's got matcha, adaptogens, neurotropics, immunity. It uh, boosts your energy, helps you relax, keeps you focused. This stuff is supposed to be amazing. So starting the next podcast, I'm going to start to take it and I will report back to you guys how this okay. is. Cause I'm excited to see it because I, I swear rain episode 127. I think this is. I'm, I'm, I could cancel this podcast today and I feel like I'd be like, okay with it, but I don't want to give it up because I'm meeting cool people and I'm, you know what I mean? Like I'm still having a good time and I do love it, but I feel like I need something to kind of like refocus, re-energize me. So I'm going to try out this magic mind and you can use code at magic mind uh, website. You can go use code fight insight 20 and save 20% off or save like 50% off a subscription. I'll figure out the more specific details and I'll put the yeah, link yeah. in the show notes, but just check these guys out. It's pretty cool. So I'm, I'm glad to try this. Uh, before we go on, I do want to say, or sorry, no, last. So let's get to our next few topics because we're short on time. Are you okay? A yeah, I'm cool more? for like yeah? a few more minutes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> really, really quick. Uh, we keep brushing by this topic, but really, really quick. Uh, Nganu versus Fury. It was announced the day that we're recording this. It was just announced, mm -hmm. I think, today. Uh, very quickly, Rain, does Francis Ngannou have any chance in hell of beating Tyson Fury? So here's my take on this. Um, I feel like my analogy on this one is like he's going to, you know, try something that's new. You know, I feel like. And, and then he's going to try something new and it's against someone who's really good at that thing. <laughs> Not really good. The best, the best. in the there world. The best. So it's kind of like, um, if I were to put money on someone, I'm going to put my money on Tyson Fury. Yeah. For the most part, this is his world. Um, you know, and, and I'm not saying that Francis doesn't know what he's doing, whatever. I feel like he is great, you know, in his own but I feel like if he's stepping into someone's world, you know, with someone who is the best at what he does, yeah, I feel like it's kind of like not going to go well for Francis. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And again, you know, I, I feel like for MMA fighters, they're used to like, you know, five rounds. Right. Um, I don't know. If, I guess if we do the math, it's going to come out the same because like boxing is what? Twelve rounds of what? Two around two minutes, two and a half minutes. Well, who knows? Like yeah. Like we yeah. don't know what they're going to say for this. That right? is true. Like, who so, knows what they're going to do, but let's assume it's going to be like a 10 round fight or 12 round, right? Like a, it, you'd think they'd want it to be, but here's the thing. Here's my take. I don't think Tyson Fury lets Nganu out of the second. Like, I think he murders him quick to put round number one, round number one, if he can, just to put a statement on it and go get the hell out of here. I don't want to see any of this crap anymore. Take your millions and go, and he just smashes them. I it's this, statement. you know what I mean? Like, I think like he's going to be like, I'm not messing around here. This isn't Floyd Mayweather versus Connor, where it was like a show and they do their whole thing. And people said like Mayweather let him kind of 
stick around, you know? I don't think so. I think Tyson Fury is is too much of a man's man. I don't know if it's appropriate mm-hmm. to say that, but he's too much of a man's man and he's not going to take take this. Also, you're talking heavyweight fighter. One clip might end it. So you can't risk it. You can't risk that Ngannou is going to land something that knocks you out. Yeah, true. So I think he he finishes him real quick. And, true. Uh, yeah, we will see. Uh, next question. And again, we're just going to breeze through these topics. Next question, though. Elon Musk versus uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Do you think this is actually going to happen? <laughs> you know, um, for the novelty side of this, I want it to happen. It reminds me of when um, the battle of the uh, billionaires for, um, at WrestleMania 23, Donald Trump versus Vince McMahon. <laughs> right. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. well, that one, it wasn't them who fought each other, right? <laughs> right, right. Um, so for this one, it's just like the novelty aspect of it that I want to see. Um but then again, to me, I would rather see like real MMA fighters, you know, in the cage. Yeah. Um, but I know they've been training, you know, they've been Yeah, doing well here, yeah. Stuff. So as you talk about this, I'm gonna put up some photos. I mean, Elon Musk training with George St. Pierre. Yeah. Right? Like these dudes are training, they're looking good. I mean, I posted a photo the other day. Uh Mark Zuckerberg was posing with no shirt on with uh who was it, a few other guys. Dude is ripped. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I'm fatter than the guy that made Facebook? Like, I was, like, so depressed. You know what I mean? Like, like he's ripped. So all I'm saying is I think it is going to – I would say that it is going to happen. Dana White and the UFC, they're already selling T-shirts. Oh, my God. Look at that shirt. You can buy that shirt on on (laughs) UFC.com. Like, it's crazy. Like, I think it is going to happen. I think a lot of people are going, like, this is never going to happen. I think somehow they're going to make a way that this actually happens. But. Yeah, because like you know they they you know they've been training. So in my head, like why not? I mean, if it, it's going to bring money in, so it's that would make more money than anything. I think more people will buy that because I think just anybody on the planet will buy that. Yeah. You know? uh, last thing I'll just get to really really quickly is last week we talked about the Israel Adesanya thing with our guest Khalil mm-hmm. Pearson, and we had a good talk. We didn't get to everything that I kind of wanted to say on it because we were. I mean we found out about his crazy life and him being a professional musician. Like it's crazy. Mm -hmm. If you haven't watched that podcast, go check it out. Um, But one thing that was so funny that I wanted to say, because I asked you, I said, well, you know, because you were born in the Philippines and then immigrated to uh, the U S and all that. For me, my, (laughs) I guess the question, I put this on Twitter. I was born in Canada, born and raised, but my dad is from Hong Kong and I look, I look kind of Asian. Okay. Depending on who you are, you might see me as being Asian or not. And I put on Twitter, I said, well, my dad is born in Hong Kong. I was born and raised in Canada. Am I Canadian? Can I say I'm Canadian? Because that's essentially what Israel is saying that the other guy can't. He's saying, you can't call yourself Canadian. Do you know that I put this on my Instagram and I said, and then I put a poll out and I said, am I Canadian? Am I Chinese? Or are you confused? As of the time of recording this, 56% said I'm Canadian. 12% 12% said I'm Chinese and the remainder 32% said, I don't know. Okay. Isn't, that, isn't that, isn't that crazy that like, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. to, to think that people wouldn't say I'm Canadian born and raised. I don't yeah. know. Rain, this world is a weird place. It's, it's weird. It's weird how like people think about, they get 
so much into like the technicalities. Like for me, you know, I was born and raised in the Philippines. I'm Filipino. You know, when I moved here um, after a few years, I became a naturalized citizen. And a few years after that, you know, I applied for my dual citizenship. So now I'm like Filipino American citizen. Yeah. So it's like, does that make me less of a Filipino or does that make me less of like a U.S. citizen because I'm a dual citizen now? And it's like, you know, I feel like at the end of the day, it's about like us respecting what, you know, like each other. Like yeah, if we exactly. want to represent ourselves as, you know, Canadian, Filipino, um, African, you know, Filipino American, whatever. I think it's just a matter of respecting each other because it's like for us, that's how we represent ourselves. And that's what's important to us. You know, I know. Just be kind to one another. Be kind, yeah. be nice to one another, you know? Be kind. Just be kind. It is. It <laughs> really it is. Any money. <laughs> I know. I know. It's it's so easy, right? I mean, I guess the other thing is that it's easy to be a jerk too. So that's the problem. But choose kindness. Choose kindness. Choose being nice. Be a good person. Uh, Rain, thank you so much for co-hosting with me again. I appreciate this so immensely. I know the people are loving you. I got so many messages when people going, Rain co-hosted this week, like, you know, the last week that you did, they're like, that's amazing. Like, Rain was so great. So <laughs> thank you so much. I appreciate it so much. Um, anything you want to say before we get out of here? I know. Thank you for having me. And it's really awesome to talk to TJ today. And yeah, just whenever, you know, you want me back, let me know. I definitely will. Ringside, I, ringside Rain, the people want you back. It's not just Aww. me. It's the people want you back. Uh, Rain, thank you so much. You're, you're a pleasure as always. And uh, guys, check out all the podcasts. We're going to end it here. If you're on audio, if you're on video, you'll see a couple of videos that you can select here. Ringside Rain, you're the best. Thank you so much. And we will see you next week. Awesome. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. See ya.